Uh, guys, we're, we're going to open the show. Hello, my name is Jamie. We're going to open the show. Uh, we're going to open the show like this. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. Wa I'm trying not to watch porn. I'm trying not to watch porn anymore. And I've talked about it on stage a little bit, and I think people think it's a bit. And a couple things. Uh, number one, it is. It's, I was never even, first of all, once I turn 40, I can't watch porn anymore. And I've asked this question on stage and I'll just, I'll just do it again, which is, uh, when did porn get so mean? Like, it's just, it's mean. And maybe it's cause I don't have many kinks, but I just, here, here's what I want in pornography. I want two people that are hotter than me having who aren't related to each other having consensual sex that's it that's all i fucking want and when you go to the front page of uh, uh pornhub you can't find just normal uh consensual sex at all like every porn video is literally just like watch us trick this dumb whore into a van and it's like i don't want to do that i just want to come uh i don't want to be accessory to a crime and now i one can't find the porn that i want to feel like a fucking dork because what am i even looking for do i want them to stop in the middle of fucking and be like i love you and then like give each other like a little peck do i want them to be like don't wake the kids up like that's fucking weird i don't want any of that but i want um uh, uh, just normal sex that i could see myself is this because i didn't have a stepsister is that just a fucking thing i missed that everyone who was like oh man well if you had a stepsister and stepmom you'd get what we're putting out because i don't think that even if i had a stepsister i would want that um uh I, I don't think of, yeah, no, I have a stepmom. At no point have I fantasized about my stepmom getting like stuck under a table and then I fuck my stepmom. And I don't know, this is a very like chicken and egg stepmom fucking what came first sort of situation where was there just a porn exec that kind of like soft pitch as a joke? Like what if they just started fucking their family? And I was like, I don't know, man, just try it. And then people saw it and they thought, okay, well, I guess this is what they're putting out. So I'm going to kind of get into it or have people been longing to fuck their stepmoms and or stepsisters or stepsons or whatever. Um, and then the LA, the porn industry was like, all right, well, if there's a demand for it, I, I'm not for it, but I guess we got to do it. And I, I don't know what came first. Here's my working theory. My working theory is that they just soft pitched it, but they did it with normal porn actors and actresses. So like, I don't mean to ruin it for you guys. I'm not trying to tell you that, you know, uh, uh, what you're enjoying is fictitious. Um, but those people aren't actually related. So my theory is that we are complicit in it is every time you complain, like, why is it all stepmom porn? What I think it is, is I think it's because we just put it on mute because it's the same hot lady that used to be in the normal porn. And now they just call her a fucking stepdaughter or whatever. So we put it on mute because it's still the same sex with the same hot lady but you put it on mute just so you don't have to hear like see you at the family reunion or whatever the fuck they say afterwards so the more we put it on mute and watch it we are essentially complicit right you're going to complain about apple's work practices or their censorship of twitter but you keep using fucking apple uh, what's going to happen if you complain about stepsister porn but you keep jerking off the stepsister porn what the fuck's going to happen so here is what i have had to legitimately do and this is why i've stopped watching porn also because it's 
Jesus, what I've had to actually do, if you want to watch normal porn, if you want to watch consensual sex with two people who are at least pretending to love each other, I have had to type in as a grown ass man, uh, 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 porn for ladies. That is the only way you can just watch normal consensual porn is you type in porn for ladies and that's when there's actual storylines and there's actual relationships and it's not just, again, you dragging some woman into a van. And I will tell you, that that was the first step to me stopping porn because when you are on the road sadly jerking off by yourself that's bad enough but then when it feels like your porn is mocking you that's when you're just fucking done when it's like type it in and you're like I don't want to type it in it's like type it in type in porn for ladies and I'm like I'd really I'd ra really rather not come on you fucking girl type it in type it in you big pussy you want to see some romance type in porn for ladies because you're a little lady and you're like I don't want to do it and it's like do it or we're going to show you a crying girl duped into anal and you're like I don't want to watch that and then they're like they're back at the family reunion and you're like no 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 porn for ladies and then it's like ah you're a bitch uh so anyway uh make normal porn Stop destroying. I assume, by the way, this is me at 40 and I'm like, it is fucking with me, especially the more I try to not have hookups, the more I'm like, well, I guess porn's the better of it's not. I cannot imagine what it is doing to like 15 and 16 year olds. Like, guys, I became the mess I am right now from playboys I found in the woods that I could, I, we shared Playboys like a divorced couple sharing custody where it's like the private school kids had it on the weekends and like I would get access to it on Tuesday. And if I wanted to see it, I literally remember a time that during a snowstorm, I climbed up into my best friend Brady's treehouse and like dug it up with frostbitten hands that all the pages were like soaked together. People have fallen out of trees to try to look at tits and like, but the access to it, we didn't have those Playboys in our pockets. We couldn't look at those Playboys in the fucking bathroom or at work or when our wife falls asleep. If it, if porn turned me, and I'm not trying to sound like an evangelical, I'm not trying to shame any of you. It is fucking hard. But if it, if the little porn I got did that to my brain, and this is what you're seeing right now, I can't even imagine what it is doing to kids. I, when I lost my virginity, it was a shaky, nervous, missionary only, looking at the clock, saying I love you and I'm gonna leave you forever. If when I lost my virginity, I was just like, now it's time for me to come in your face. Like, no, 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 no. I don't feel like any of that is fucking good. Again, I have friends who are sex workers and porn stars and this isn't shaming or anything, but anyone watching, you know when you're doing it and you feel a little off, you feel like, I, I don't know if I want to be jerking off to this. And then you take your little fucking shame nap afterwards to try to forget what happened. But then you wake up in just a sticky mess and you're like, I remember what happened. 
that is the thing that I'm working on right now. Maybe this was a wake up for, for one of you guys. Maybe we should stop it. Maybe we should go talk to like real women or kind of find ourselves or meditate. Um, but, but that, that's what I've been thinking about a lot this week. Hello everybody. Welcome to advice not taken. This is a podcast where we talk about stuff like this. I don't have all the answers. I'm struggling through a lot of the same shit you are. Um, it's a nuanced place where if you're a conservative or you're a Democrat or you're a libertarian, or you're just don't want to hear about any of that, you're welcome here because all we're trying to do is uh, take broken people and make them a little nicer and make them a little better. And we're all kind of getting better um, every day. And we're building a community um, that wants to do that. And so this is going to be another solo episode. I kind of, I want to do a bunch of these during the holidays because I don't want to bother all of my friends um, to come co-host. And I got a lot of really nice messages um, last week. I got a lot of really nice messages last week about the solo episode and for Sarah and Corey too. You guys got shout outs where people really liked it. It seemed to help a lot of people um, with the holidays. So yeah, we'll probably do more of these. It's definitely, it's easier for me. Um, I want to shout out some of you guys. I want to shout out, there were new uh, patrons. If you want to support the show um, and become a Jamie Kilstein patron, you can go to patreon.com slash Jamie Kilstein. These all sound like fake names. Uh, Dalric Sat, one of them I think paid in pounds. So maybe that's a UK thing. Uh, and then Ryan, Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's real. Um, so thank you guys. I think they were all just $5 a month. Uh, I do solo episodes at home in my little apartment, um, where we got a little more personal. If you have questions that you don't want to share in front of thousands of people, that's cool. I get it. Um, so the scandalous questions you can DM there. And actually, um, let's just do this first. Corey, can we do that question? I just sent you first because I don't want to forget. Um, yeah, sure. One of our, one of our, 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 our biggest patrons, uh, and buddies wrote this question in right as I was coming into the studio and I kind of half read it, but as I read it, I related to it, which means it's one of the things that it's not like, Hey, I've overcome it. Uh, it's probably something I'm currently doing and I'm going to need to work this out for both of us. Yeah, you want me to just read it for you? Yeah, 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 let's hit it. All right, so the question is, can you talk about moments when you derail and fall off the path because I just bought so much peppermint holiday candy <laughs> and it's going to be a mess? Can I tell you, as I, <laughs> as I become... <laughs> okay, so I didn't even read the second part. As I become more uh, Jesus-y... I feel like the questions, like back when I was just doing stand-up, it's like, hey, man, if you're doing coke off a hooker's pussy, what's like the best way to get the most bang for your buck? Do I focus on the coke or the hooker's pussy? And now it's like, <laughs> I treated myself to a little too much peppermint cake. <laughs> And I don't want a sugar crash the next day um, when I'm volunteering at my church. So, yes, I have been thinking about this a lot. And uh, so the last two days I've eaten shitty and I used to destroy myself for that. Um, me and... Uh, another jujitsu coach, I was taking her home last night and she goes, Hey, you want to stop and get McDonald's? And you know, she's like super in shape, 
high level fighter. Her husband is one of the best fighters in the world. And of course, 40 year old pudgy me goes, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And I ate McDonald's for the first time in my life. One, it was great. And two, I felt horror. I slept like shit last night. I slept so bad. Dude. This is the first time you've ever had McDonald's? I mean, since I was a kid. Really? And what was this? Sure. Last night. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a door you don't want to open. No. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, and I can't even be self-righteous about it, because this is why it was so ridiculous when I was self-righteous as a vegan. They used to, back in the day, I assume now it's illegal, have 50 packs of chicken nuggets. Do you remember this? 50. Yeah, that, that's still a thing. 50? Yeah, they do bigger now. <laughs> they do 100. And they probably say like family pack, but it's yeah. not a family yeah, pack. It's like party pack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a party for one. Yeah. And that one is my depression. <laughs> uh, the 50. But they limit the sauces. Fuck that. Uh, sweet and sour sauce. They still have that. I was very excited. And uh, what was even sadder is I had to go. So I we ate like part of it in the car and that was fun because I'm like, ah, I'm being bad with my friend. And I'm like eating the quarter pounder with cheese like in my left hand as I'm driving her home. And then I drop her off and I still have to eat the nuggets. So, dude, I haven't told anyone this. So, OK, not only did I have to park to sadly eat chicken nuggets by myself in a dark car, it's night, but I didn't want her to see that I was still in her parking lot and just like feel bad and be like, is Jamie just parked eating up instead of like, why didn't he ask to come in? So I just like went around to the other side of her building and essentially hid from her and ate chicken nuggets in like an alleyway. Fucking horrible. But that is the preferred way to eat McDonald's. That's the honest way yeah. to eat McDonald's. Yes. And so I still disagree with people who a lot of times when you try to do something like let's say porn's really bad for you and you feel it right or let's say your diet's really bad for you and you feel it and then you have these normal friends who i like to call cowards who don't know addiction and they go hey man it's just moderation and what they don't understand they're they're accidentally being enablers because maybe they are just being enablers and they don't want to think about their shit but there's also a really great chance that they can eat in moderation or they can do stuff in moderation and they think you can too and you can't, right? So I want to be very careful that I'm not saying like if you got to fucking the times that I've really stopped and stuck to new habits have been when I've gone cold turkey and I've just been like, hey, man, we're not fucking around, right? So I still do believe in that. But I just had this moment where I feel so much peace in my life right now. There's a line in a Christian song, which I never thought I would say on a podcast. I call it a worship song. They call it worship. Where it's like, I have peace in chaos. It's something like, like common chaos and peace I don't understand or something like that. And I was like, oh, I like that. Because that is how I've been feeling. Where I'm like... I have so much chaos in my life right now. I don't know if I want to do stand up. I don't know if I want to get off social media and just feed the homeless. I don't know if I want to triple down on social media to blow up the podcast. I'm having all these amazing opportunities thrown at me. I'm going on so many podcasts that I've just been fans of for years. But also all I'm thinking about is like 
mentoring kids. Like, I'm just all over the place. I'm trying to be celibate, which is leading me to the whole porn debacle, which is like, there's so much chaos right now. But every day I wake up really happy and I go to sleep really happy. And then there'll be shit and stress and anxiety during the day. But there is this like overarching like peace. And so I think the advice would be when I, so usually what I would do if I ate McDonald's, that was around six o'clock is I would go, well now fucking free reign. Like I might as well hit Sonic before I go home, start again tomorrow. Right. And instead of feeling shame, like no Sonic, I have to punish myself or let's just fucking punish ourselves by eating until we're sick. Then we'll be healthy tomorrow. Is I stopped and I said to myself, what if we just enjoy this? What if we just, I'm in it. I said, yes. Right. Next time I'll say no, but I said, yes, it's a one-time thing. I'm with a new friend of mine. It's nostalgic. What if I actually just enjoy it for what it is? I then don't derail. So I either eat something healthy when I get home or I don't. And I just ended up not eating because I was like so full still. Um, Because the only thing that will make you more full and sick than McDonald's is eating it as fast as you can because you feel such shame. Um, And then I just woke up and like, I like felt good about it. I was like, okay, that was fine. It was fine. And then I ate healthy today. And by the way, um, couldn't make the gym today. Cause I had a fucking meeting with Tim Kennedy and I wanted to free, by the way, when you show up to a meeting with Tim Kennedy, he was literally fighting another black belt looked up while he was demolishing him. It goes, Hey man. And I was like, Hey bud. And I guess that black belt was a super famous dude who like followed me. Like he had like half a million followers. Like after like we followed each other, um, his assistant comes in as they're fighting, uh, and just goes, hey, man, you got like two minutes to keep doing this until your phone call. And, and Tim's like, got it. Like, boom, submission. Went and took the phone call in his fucking gi pants like a professional, like in, insanity. So um, I had a meeting with him and I'm like, shit, I can't make the gym. And that, again, would usually be an excuse to go. All right. Well, you know what, man? I'm just going to be healthy tomorrow. You know, Um I got invited to, after this, to go see Talib Kweli. He's one of my favorite rappers. Um, I opened for him back in the day. I haven't seen him since then. And honestly, like, I might bail because I'm sort of on this, um, I'm sort of on this, like, it could be a spiral spree. And if I go out tonight, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to find food late. I'll probably have a drink. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. So I, I, I do have to make those healthy decisions, but... The point is, those were two things completely out of my control. The McDonald's wasn't out of my control. Um, but the gym was out of the control, my control. Um, because I did Citizen, the Citizen podcast today, too, and I just couldn't make the gym. And, but I think because for the first time, the rest of my life, I do feel so much peace about what I am trying to accomplish. I did do the rest of the little things that I was supposed to do, right? Like I did still read in the morning. I did still limit my phone. I did still do something creative. I went and I served um, all these other little things that it doesn't make the slip ups as 
bad, right? Like didn't watch porn. Um, and so when you're think about spending your day as collecting wins. So this is my final advice. Now that I've rambled through my problems, if you're collecting wins and let's say you have 10 goals for that day and you've knocked out eight and then you fuck up with the peppermint cake, you still got eight wins. And then the question would be, can you get the 10th or the ninth, I guess, after the cake? What's the last one? What's the night routine? Like, because you got that cake, are you going to get drunk and you didn't want to get drunk? How about you don't get drunk? And how about you still get to go to sleep sober so that you wake up? There have been times when I've eaten shitty that I've woken up because I'm so used to I would be drunk and eat shitty. And I would wake up after eating shitty and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm hungover. And then you take a second and you drink water and you go, oh, I'm not hungover. Just dehydrated. Yeah. And you go, oh, fuck, I didn't drink. And suddenly you're like, all right, man, I can deal with McDonald's. I'm going to go to the gym. That's fine. But when you combine all the bad things, which would be my advice, is don't do that. You know, just because if you're sitting there fucking eating the peppermint cake while watching fucking Bang Bus uh, and then like, you know, downing like a bottle of whiskey, it's like, okay, we've hit a bit of a crisis. Um, But if you can limit it, enjoy it for what it is, double down on doing something badass and healthy the next day and not hate yourself. Because remember, I was telling my houseless buddy this yesterday. I actually told two um, of them. I gave two of them the same advice. I'm using the same material. I hope these guys don't meet. Um, which is, I said, you have to hold yourself accountable while not being mean to yourself. So going, hey man, we don't fucking shoot up anymore, right? Like we're on a fucking good path is very different than you fucked up the rest of your life. If you fucking shoot up, you're going to fuck it up more or whatever. Because what are you doing with that second one? With that second one, you're saying that you're a piece of shit. And what do pieces of shit do? They shoot up again. It may work for a little while, but it's not sustainable. But when you can be like, hey, dude, you're crushing it. Because you're sober, these other people are giving you a chance. You have a job interview coming up. Like all of these positive things, but still with that discipline of like, we're going to fucking still stay healthy, stay the path. That is what you're supposed to do. If you're eating the cake and you're like, I'm a piece of shit, I hate myself. One, um, just on a gaining weight, superficial level, when you're stressed out, your cortisol levels shoot up. And when your cortisol levels shoot up, you retain fat. So when I just kind of enjoyed McDonald's, my cortisol levels were fine. Um, If I was just like, God, I'm garbage. Should I go to Sonic? I don't know if I should go to Sonic. I'm just going to go to Sonic. I'm just fucking, you're going to gain more weight. Two, um, if you hate yourself, you're going to do it again the next day or the day after that. Whereas if you go, man, that was fun. Back at it. It's going to be so much easier to stick to it. Um, Brene Brown. I actually don't know if it's her, but whenever I know it's a girl self-help person, I just say Brene Brown. Brown. It's always Brene Brown, right? Whenever I give a jujitsu story, I'm like, it's Hickson Gracie. As he always said, I don't fucking know if it was Hickson. Probably. Um, Brene Brown or one of her white lady friends said, would you talk to yourself or sorry, would you talk to someone you love the way you talk to yourself? I actually think it might've been the E pray love lady. And I was telling my buddy Cody this because it's like, 
And it, it was an eye-opener for him. He had not heard of uh, Brene Brown. Brene Brown, you got to really get out into the fucking uh, homeless war veteran community, you fucking pretentious white lady. Um, he just goes, oh, man, no. And it's like, of course you wouldn't. If I talked to Sarah, who I care about as a friend, the way I talk to myself, I would go to jail. You guys would have citizen arrest me. The police would be waiting outside the studio. I would go to prison. If I talk to anyone I remotely care about, the way I talk to myself. Yeah. How about you, Corey? Does that look good? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's something I truly have struggled with. And, and I think I continued, I know I continue to struggle with this. And the biggest word that I've tried to embody recently is grace, giving myself grace. That's the Tim Kennedy thing, man. And it's like, if you, like, success is ugly. No one gets to the where they want to go in a perfect straight line. And we just don't talk about our failures enough. Yeah. And if I think if we did, we'd give ourselves a little more grace because many times the people that are driven to actually succeed and actually make a better life for themselves are the ones that are the hardest on themselves. Corey, look, I don't know if you meant to channel Jesus. And look, guys, I'm so I don't want to talk about it as much as you didn't want to hear me talk about it. But that's literally what I read about this morning where it was... Um, a woman who went up to Jesus and she was slutting it up in the Bible days and she had like a bunch of dudes and was breaking all the sex rules and Jesus, when Jesus, I, I, I think the quote Jesus was like, you know, if you're thirsty, I'm, you know, believe in me and I will, whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to quote the fucking Bible. Um, but Jesus was like, I love you. You're, you're good. <laughs> right. And when she started telling the village about Jesus and spreading the message, she was like excited that he knew her shame. She wasn't like, hey, he didn't know. I like slid it by and like he's still a really cool guy. The, her main talking point on getting people to like follow Jesus was he knew everything about me and he still loved me and showed me grace. And it's almost more freeing that way than just so many of us, because honestly, we don't have guys, you need, we need more support systems like Jesus. Uh, we're so afraid. You're right. We're so afraid that we don't even give our friends or family the opportunity to show us grace yeah. because we just fucking hold it in and hold it in until we explode. But if we could show more people grace, if we could understand that there are people who will love us unconditionally, there are people who will help us get better, help us grow. Um, you're right, man. I mean, grace is something that I don't think I ever gave myself. Even, even during this like self-improvement shit, it yeah. wasn't until I started reading about Jesus shit that I was like, and, and then Tim happens to drop that as the biggest thing for his friends that I'm like, I should look up what this fucking word grace means. It's a new one for me too, but it's, it's so, it's so mind boggling to me that like the, the kindest, most loving people I know are so cruel to themselves. Myself being at the top of that list. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Is it like we like, save all of our kindness for other people? I have no idea, but I certainly give more grace to other people than I do to myself. Right. Well, and sometimes it'll be so bad where you actually let other people step on you and then that contributes to you not liking yourself and then you're meaner to yourself. I'm not saying you, but it, people it's who so tend bad to do for that. me that at times people that I care about, people that I date and I'm in relationships with are like, whoa, I would never 
talk to you like that like why are you talking about yourself like that right it's bad you know right. i think i think that if we can just allow ourselves to have that cake like you said you're going to be so much because you're going to feel good from that sugar and chocolate you'll crash a little bit but at the end of the day it's it's one thing it's one thing you know don't let one thing derail the entire mission yes and 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 when you hate yourself that's when it'll derail and maybe that's why I couldn't take that moderation advice before is because before I did hate myself. So when people said do it in moderation, I'm like, you're a pussy. Do all the things. But now that I like love myself and I actually feel loved by thou who shall not be named. Um, I suddenly am like, oh yeah, I can just have one thing with my friend and it's awesome. And then I'm back at it and I'm back at it because I do feel loved and I do feel confident. And if I feel loved and confident, I can do shit in moderation. If I don't, then one slip up and I'm like, I'm off the fucking rails and I'm, you know, hating myself. Dude, I think for me and you, you know, the whole people pleaser thing and being mean to ourselves, it it ties in and I don't know how to arm. I, I don't want to armchair psychology it, but I do think, you know, I was talking to a girl yesterday who did the same thing. So mean to herself, but would let like boyfriends step over her and like total people pleaser codependent. Like I used to be. And, um, you know, part of me wonders. So yeah, I, I, I did citizen today, which will be out next week. Um, it's one of the podcasts that the drinking bros network does. And Dan, who I quote all the time, um, Holloway, and he's so great. And we were talking about, um, you know, when I was a little self-righteous Twitter activist person uh, yeah, and feeling like you have community on Twitter. And what I said, because I've been thinking about porn a lot, is I said something like feeling like you have community from Twitter is like thinking you have a girlfriend from watching porn. Mm. Right. And then you add to that being on Twitter and thinking you're doing something self-righteous, thinking you're doing something for a cause. Now that's like thinking, oh, well, if I come to porn, I'm doing that for women. <laughs> I'm doing that to to help the the feminists for feminists. Support these OnlyFans careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with my jizz. And so, uh, see guys, I can never be a self-righteous. Uh, anyway, um, so how that ties into this and where me and you kind of have to, we don't have to do it on mic. We can just silently do it. Kind of hold ourselves accountable is I truly believe you are a kind person with a good heart. I truly believe I am a kind person with a good heart. With that said is sometimes the giving everything to everyone. That's not us. Is that almost because we're so mean to ourselves? that then subconsciously we're like, well, I'm going to go be overly nice to these people who a lot of times don't even deserve it because they're shitty to us. And then, then I get to tell myself I'm a good person and I'm doing it all right because I'm being, I'm giving so much that I actually don't have to examine the shit inside. And then I'll just fucking pound on myself while these people are taking advantage of me, which by the way, instead of getting mad at them, I'm going to go back to being like, well, that's your fault, dum-dum. You were so nice to them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think that uh, it comes down to definitely like a, a, a lack of, of uh, respect for yourself. And yeah. Being like, yep. you know, at least I, 
if you if you have lack of self-esteem, you're at least going, well, at least I'm a nice guy. At least like That's I'm it. supporting everyone else, even though I don't believe in myself right now. Well, and this goes back to that Tim Kennedy interview we did, which is... I know people don't like talking about Jordan Peterson or whatever for his political shit, but Jordan Peterson talks a lot about this too, where it's like a lot of times this nice guy shit is fake. Yeah. And really what you need to be is a strong man with fucking boundaries and more of then you're a protector instead of someone who's like getting walked all over. But most importantly, you're confident so that you are more equipped to take care of people in a healthy way. And you actually can be more of a provider and more of a caretaker because you're a strong man instead of like me when I was like a weak guy. I was like, well, I'm just going to be the nice guy. And, you know, it, it, it would end up completely backfiring. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like we just... You got to realize that, like, even when Michael Jordan was winning championships, he was gambling and going into debt with the mob. Like, right. And no one is perfect. <laughs> right. And even the best of the best at what they do have dark, dark moments. Yeah, and, man. And in, everyone's going to have those. Yes. Literally everyone. And you're loved anyway. Okay. Um, guys, new segment, Mental Health Mondays, but it's Thursday, but I like alliteration, so we're calling it Mental Health Mondays on Thursday. Um, wait, when does the show come out? Oh, today's Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Mental Health Monday that's recorded on Tuesday that comes out on Thursday. That's the new name of it. Please remind me next time. Um, look out for the shirts. coming. Look out for the shirts. They're very long. They're continued on to the back. Now, uh, here's my mental advice health for the day, but this will go into some like I fucked up along the way uh, <laughs> things. So again, not coming from a self-righteous place, coming from a like, holy shit, I'm trying and I'm still just like fumbling. Um, if you are depressed, help other people, help other people, help other people. That does not mean what Corey and I were just talking about, which is be codependent and don't take care of yourself. That means you're taking care of yourself, but on your little take care of yourself list is some form of serving. It doesn't mean everyone has that person in their life who is a complete fucking train wreck, who all they want to do is tell you how to live your life. All my friends who tell me to go to therapy are my most fucked up friends. Just throwing that out there. It's never the ones who are like, be a good example of therapy. And then I'll, I'll be like, who's your therapist? Instead, you're a fucking psychopath. And you're just like, you should, you should go to therapy. Um, same with why I stayed away from religion for so long. All the people talking about religion were fucking psychopaths. Be a good dude. And then I'm going to go, hey, why, why are you a good dude? And they're going to be like, oh, for me, it's Jesus. I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to look into this fucking Jesus cat. That sounds awesome, right? Instead of just cursing everyone to damnation uh, who doesn't believe what you believe, which I will never fucking do. Um, so don't be that. But if you can find a way to serve in your community, mentor somebody, um, ask to assist, teach one of the kids' classes at your jujitsu gym, whatever it is, you will, it will light you the fuck up. I do not know what I'm doing with my life right now. I have been just canceling shows unprofessionally. Um, and, and I've been serving a lot and it's, 
I mean, it's the happiest I've ever been, man. It's absolutely the happiest I've ever been. And it's because at some point, Monday through Sunday, there was a part of the day where all that negative self-talk, all of my bullshit problems, all of my fixating on the past and the future, which are things you should not be fixating on, I am forced to be in the present because I have a crying child in front of me or I have a homeless veteran in front of me. And when you're serving other people, those people are more important than all your bullshit. And I'm not talking about, I'm not even giving the usual spiel about, oh, you think your breakup said, at least you're not on the street addicted to heroin. No, no, no. Like, sure. Yeah. But I never bought that when I was depressed, when people were like, there are people starving in Africa. And I'm like, well, that just made me sadder. Thanks a lot, asshole. I didn't even think about them. And that, is, that advice is basically like, have you tried not being sad? Right. <laughs> Go starve in Africa. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to starve in Africa either, but also I'm sad. It doesn't mean that your sadness is any less because there's people starving in Africa. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, starving people in Africa listening, could you stop starving so that us white people in America with our little emo problems stop having to think about you guys and we can just focus on the girl that left us? Um, so... If you are doing it correctly and you're not being a horrible in influencer who's like Instagram living you giving some starving dude a sandwich, um, you're present, man. I've never been more present in my life than talking to these people. And I'll walk you through my little stumbling blocks of how I started because it's been kind of a mess um, and it's gotten to a really, really cool place. So... First day, I never said this publicly on the show, but I'll fucking say it. So I got baptized, right? I got baptized and it was great. It was one of the best days of my life. And I go, <laughs> I go uh, right away to Starbucks and there's a, uh, there's a homeless guy with a sword. Um, I think I might've talked about this on a Patreon episode actually, because Bluebell Kevin wrote in and said, homeless guy with a sword is a great punk band name, which he is correct. And so there's a homeless guy with a sword. And so I go into, first I go into like protector mode where I'm like, all right, got my back against the wall, know where the vulnerable, vulnerable people are, know where the exits are, watching the dude's hands. Cause he has a sword. And once he kind of seemed like not a threat, I was like, wait a second, Jamie, you were just baptized. This man was sent by God. So I go up to him and I go, it's not as bad as you think it is. Uh, but I go up to him and I go, um, hey, man, are you hungry? And suddenly, like, I've noticed this a lot, actually. They, the houseless people I've talked to, a lot of them have gone from defensive fight or flight mode when you go, hey, you suddenly you go, are you hungry or do you have a sandwich? And this isn't everybody. Suddenly their eyes become like human and they look like someone you would know. And that's been like, oh, that, that part will humble you and scare you and make you feel a lot of compassion. And so he was like, yeah, man, I'm hungry. And I was like, well, what do you want? Do you want to pick out something? And so he picked out bacon, egg and cheese. Um, I was like, you can go sit down, dude. I'll like, I'll wait for you. So we went and sat down and, um, you know, the girl at Starbucks was like, which bacon, egg and cheese, the Gouda one. And I kind of looked at her like, no, not the Gouda one. I'm pretty sure he just wants good old fashioned American. Maybe that was me being an asshole, but I'm, I mean, he just loves Gouda. I don't know. I had a feeling it was the regular one. So we got the regular one. 
and I hand it to him. And literally as I'm handing it to him, they say the greatest sin is pride. And so I am just already, I'm, this is, we're breaking even at best. Because I feel good about myself. And by the way, you should feel good about helping people. It should be normalized, but it, you should feel good about it. And so I'm walking up and I'm like, well, fucking, is this what baptism did? I'm pretty much Jesus. And I hand him the sandwich and he goes, God bless you. And I go, there's my sign loud and clear. I, I hear you. I'm doing the fucking Lord's work and I've never said God bless you. And I probably still won't say it a lot unless someone says it to me. Cause I think it sounds weird and stupid. Um, but I go, God bless you too. And then, uh, he said something else to me. Do you know what he said to me? I don't know because I was out the fucking door. I was gone. I was waiting for you to be like, he asked if there was Gouda on the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> he called me a hobo because he was just like, what do you, you get a fucking American? Like a got a trash sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jersey trash is where I'm from. So I didn't know. I was like, I did my good deed. I felt good about myself. Interactions done. And I felt good for about five minutes. Like walking back to my car. Like, fuck yeah, dude. And then I literally put on a sermon where he was like, hey, you know, it's not just about like donating money and then forgetting. Like Jesus had meals with these people. Jesus had befriended houseless prostitutes, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe that, maybe that's a mess. Fuck, fuck, damn it, damn it. I messed up. I fucked up. And... Because you don't want to just to, it's not for you. Um, it's not for you. And I made it for me. So I went back every day that week to see if homeless guy with the sword was there. I have not seen him since, but that's when I decided that every weekend I'm going to make sandwiches and go down and hand it out to people. And, uh, I've spent hours down there on sixth street and I'll tell you, uh, it's fucking scary and it's heartbreaking. And, a lot of people aren't going to want food because they want drugs and they'll get mad at you if you give them, uh, if you try to give them food instead of money. And that's disheartening. And the first time I went down, there were so many, so many opportunities to leave. It started raining. The Though the first guy didn't get mad at me. The second guy got mad at me. The first guy, he just goes, he goes, uh, nah, man, I got my beer. And he goes, but that guy looks pretty, maybe that guy. And he just pointed to a crazier guy where there was just a guy just going, blah, 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 like on the street, flowing his arms. And I go, oh, I kind of wanted to talk to you, but I guess I'll go to the, the screaming fella across the, all right. And so then I like started walking and I'm giving myself all the excuses where I'm like, this guy could be dangerous, blah, blah, blah. And then the original guy, who again was like, I'm homeless, but that guy needs a sandwich, which like, good for that guy. Uh, he just goes, hey, man, you're doing a good thing. And I go, ah, fuck, now I got to do it. And so I just kind of was like, hey, fella, I'm just going to leave this. I'm just going to leave this sandwich here if you're hungry. Um, and he just kind of like nodded in the middle of his like incoherent rant. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a lot. And 
you know, I took laps and I passed people and I felt myself judging people being like, okay, this guy I should ask, but this guy I shouldn't. And this, and it was a fucking learning process. And then Cody was the first guy I became friends with where is this dude in a wheelchair. It was really funny. And, um, you know, we were talking and I kind of asked him what he needed and he took the sandwich and he told me that he's been off heroin for like 50 days. And look, there was no part of me that I didn't judge him, but I didn't believe him. If I'm being honest, I'm like, okay, that's the story you tell to get money. That's cool. Whatever. Um, you know, there's another guy who was so fucked up yesterday who just kind of went into his routine about, I'm just trying to get money to get to the VA house. You know, people have their spiels. They have to, um, they're in survival mode. And, um, but I was kind of like, whatever, I'm not going to judge this. Like, I hope it's true. But I started talking to him and he goes, man, I found this like art that like, I think it might be, you know, like another language. And it was like here before. And I go, dude, that sounds fucking awesome. Like, where is it? And he just looks at me and he goes, do you want to go see it? And there was part of me that was like, no, no, run, dude. Absolutely not. And then I go, yeah, I'll go see it. And he goes, all right, come on. And so he's wheeling himself. And I go, do you want me to wheel you? Would that be easier? And he goes, dude, thank you for asking. Yes. And he goes, no one asked. They either don't or they just start pushing me like I'm a fucking toy. So I pushed him and he like showed me all this art. and It was really fucking cool. And like, we are friends. Like we hug. We say, I love you. I bring him what he needs. Um, and I just, I root for him. If something happened to him, I would be devastated. And... The most important thing, the most important moments, handing the sandwiches is cool. Some people, they're like, thanks, whatever, whatever. What I've noticed is the thing that will get someone to react the most is when you ask them their name. I'm not good with names. Um, I have memorized all their names. I'll, like, I'll write them down. Um, and because... That was one of the first things Cody said to me, actually. He was like, thanks for actually seeing me as like a human. And what was really cool is, as I was leaving that first day with him, he, um, two of his buddies came out and I gave them sandwiches and he goes, hey, tell Jamie how long I've been clean. And they were like 53 days. Damn. And I was like, motherfucker was telling the truth. Yeah, He's telling the truth. And, and his friends were fucking proud of him. And it was just like, such this beautiful moment that it's so easy for us to write off people in need, not because we're assholes, but because we're scared and we feel like we don't have solutions. I think that's why everyone's a psychopath online with politics is it feels like the system is so big and so impossible to change that we just go, well, I can scream at my fucking cunt aunt who voted for Trump. And like, that's how we're like, fixed it. Yeah, I did it because I made Samantha cry and now I can't go to Thanksgiving or whatever, you know, um, we're just so mad because we feel helpless. And I think the times when we go, ah, fucking homeless or whatever, it, it's because we don't want to be sad because if you think about it, it's fucking heartbreaking. And the times I've caught myself being like, oh, well, that guy's just on drugs. He did it himself. It's because I don't know what to do. We're scared. We're scared. We're man. scared. I think a lot of the times there's a there's a saying that you hear a lot in Christianity and sports, which is servant minded leadership. Dude, Tim said that today. Really? Be a servant. 
yeah, servant-minded leadership. And I think that we as a whole are lacking that in our leaders. Yeah. And I think it scares people because things happen and they go, what the fuck is going to happen now? And yeah. So they look for someone to blame. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I think that's where so much racism comes from. I think that's where, you know, I talked about this during the election with Trump and the immigrants where it's like, you know, a lot of these people probably don't just automatically hate uh, Mexicans, but when someone comes along and goes, hey, you know how you don't have a job? And all these blue collar guys are like, yeah, I don't have a job. And they go, well, it's that guy. It's the Mexican. He took your job. It's a lot easier to go, all right, well, Juan took my job. Then I have to completely overhaul the whole system. And it starts with election reform. And, you know, well, Feingold McCain did have an idea, but then McCain died. And I don't know where Feingold is. Like, it's so complicated that it's easy after 9-11. Bad guys attacked us. We need to attack them. Yep. All right. Well, should we be asking who? There's no time. Let's just go. And Bush's approval rating was higher than it ever would be. Ever. Yeah. I mean, well, that look, that's the rise of all this bullshit cable news. If you guys are mad for the conservatives listening, if you fucking hate MSNBC and CNN, the liberal news, it started with Fox News after September 11th. And then MSNBC, by the way, they at least owned it. MSNBC and CNN, they were just fucking pussies and they go, well, we have to do what they do what they're doing. And so they started doing the same shit. MSNBC, not a lot of people know this, liberal MSNBC, post 9-11, fired Phil Donahue, who was the only anti-war voice on MSNBC. Because even liberal MSNBC, they were just going for the fucking easy sell. And the easy sell was not questioning the war at all. Which, by the way, fucking the majority of my troop friends are like, fuck that war. They're more mad than we are. So this is not an anti-troop, you know, whatever. Um, I just feel like I have to say that. So yeah, man, it's fear-based and catch yourself, catch yourself when you do it, catch yourself when, when you just like viscerally want to attack someone you don't know, ask yourself why are you, is it because what we're talking about, you feel bad and you feel helpless for the homeless people? Is it when you go, I've caught myself seeing some fucking jacked dude. I'm like, fuck that guy. Is that because I'm 5'7"? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why am I saying fuck that guy? He is doing a thing I want to do. I want to have abs like that. Right. Why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I fucking ask him? How do you get abs like that? Right. Why well, I should befriend him instead of being like, ugh, yuck, fuck him. Gross. Um, a lot of times it comes from jealousy. You know, think about the people you're like super mad at. Is there something that they're doing that either scares you, that you're intimidated by, that you're jealous of? You know, we could all, all fucking learn something um, from that. I'm trying to ask, oh, and this is something Dan talks about on Citizen. Um, this part I was very hesitant to say because it is very like Pat Jamie on the back. Um, oh, also, by the way, when I was asking people their names. One of the guys, he was this older, big black dude who I bought soup for. Um, I go, Hey man, what's your name? And he goes, Jew. And I go, I think, Kanye? I think I, yeah, I think I heard that wrong, yeah. but I don't know. And now I'm super afraid next time to be like, Hey Jew. And everyone's just like, what? Call him Jude. Jude. I bet it's Jude. That totally makes Even sense. Even if it's not, you can be like, Oh, I, I thought you were just big Beatles. If fan. I say it's so much easier 
Like, what's better? Going, hey, Jude. No, my name's Jew. Or, hey, Jew. Um, it's Jude. You know what I mean? Exactly. I feel like I'd rather take a chance. <laughs> I'd rather take a chance with Jude. Yeah, and I mean, if he says it's really Jew, then smart. scream it away. No, you're super smart. That's totally what it is. Um, so, okay, here's my little pat myself on the back. Um, well, wait, no, before I pat myself on the back, I'll, I'll say another fucking, here's another shitty moment I had. Another shitty moment I had is, um, so day three of hanging out with Cody, um, I go down to his corner and he's not there. And I bought him a lot of shit. Um, because it, it rained the other day and so much of his shit got soaked and he had the moment that we all have. He had the moment where he goes, dude, I had this moment when I got injured. I had this moment where I got so depressed because you just go, I'm doing everything right. You know, when I'm fucking up, I know I'm fucking up, but you know, for me, it's like. All these things I always said I'd do, I'm doing, I'm serving more, I'm volunteering, I got baptized, I'm like, my life's supposed to be good now. And so when something like that happens, you just go, but I'm doing everything right. And that's when the depression, that's when it really sucks, because you feel helpless. Imagine that happening, and then you wake up, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm under a bridge right now. Yeah, dude. Well, that and, and that's what he said. He was like, he's been sober doing all the right things. And then all of his shit gets completely fucking soaked. And, um, you know, he, he used the old adage, the one step forward, 10 back or whatever. And I told him, I go, uh, I go, dude, you gotta hold on to those good things because you know what happened the next morning is he goes, I started yelling at God, which by the way, totally down with that. Um, and, uh, he was just getting real where he was just like, Come on, man. What the fuck? I'm doing everything. My shit gets destroyed, whatever. And then he hears a phone and a phone rings and he sees someone drop their phone and he tries for the passcode 0000. It worked. Called the person. Person came down, gave him 60 bucks for the phone. So there you go, right? Anyway, um, so I bought him. a. He actually liked this more than all the clothes. I bought him like a journal. Um, Sarah and I were talking about how I wanted to start doing that. And I was like, write down creative stuff, write down your goals, write down good shit that happened. And like, yeah, he didn't tear up when I gave him like the clothes or anything like that. Cause like his shit got soaked, but the journal hit him. So if you can do something like personable for someone too, I think that, um, I think that matters anyway. So I'm waiting for, uh, I have time to kill. I'm downtown. It's depressing. Um, and I'm fasting again. I'm trying to just, I'm over, I'm trying to overload my goodness and I'm like, and I'm fasting and, but now I have like time to kill and I'm just fucking bored and I go to whole foods to use the bathroom and, uh, I go, fuck it, man. Um, I can, uh, I'm going to eat. I'm like, I'm doing a fucking good thing. God doesn't give a shit if I fucking fast, who cares about my fucking diet? I'm like, I'm being so holier than thou. Like I, I, I should treat myself. What'd you always say before you derail? And so I make the most gluttonous whole foods cause they still have Thanksgiving shit out. So all the stuff I didn't 
like have on Thanksgiving. I'm like, I fucking put stuffing again. I haven't told anyone this story. It was so embarrassing. I put, Oh no, I told one of my friends who I'm going to shout him out. So I put a bunch of stuffing. I put a bunch of fucking Mac and cheese, um, leave out the Turkey. Cause fuck that. Um, I think I did like pork carnitas instead of Turkey. And it's just this Thanksgiving feast inside of whole foods. And I'm like, once again, good job, Jamie, you earned this. And I'm in the self-checkout line. I see this fucking young homeless kid. And he's in Whole Foods. He's just at a table. And he looks so sad. And he looks, he he really, rem- he looks like a, like a, like a skinnier kind of David Foster Wallace. Long hair, same kind of glasses, same vibe. And I look at my food. And dude, I gave myself every excuse. Where I was like, this guy's fine. He look, he has a cell phone that he's charging that he can only use when it's on Wi-Fi in a Whole Foods. I was like, he can afford food if he has like suddenly I everything good I was doing when it came to like, but I want this. I I earned this. I told myself I was gonna have a Thanksgiving meal. By the way, remember, I'm supposed to be fucking fasting. I see this guy and then I go, oh, well, there's another homeless guy down there. And if I just give it to that guy, maybe they're going to start in a fight. And I don't want to, I don't want to put this guy in danger. I am telling myself insane things. By the way, I could give it to him and go get more mac and cheese. But I know the lesson is, Jamie, you weren't supposed to have that for a bunch of reasons. Give it to him. Go give it to him. And so I went up and even when I went up, by the way, I paid for it and I just marched it right. Even when I did that. I was just like, he'll still probably say no. And then I get to feel good about myself. Like, dude, it is our ego and our body. We are designed to do the wrong thing always. We are designed to fuck the wrong people. We are designed to not do good. We are like, we are made to be these selfish fucking animals. And then you have all of these People, society just going fucking YOLO, do whatever the fuck you want. You know, someone's telling you not to do it, but that makes you feel good. Fucking go for it, blah, blah, blah. And again, I'm not trying to sound puritanical, but like society, every commercial, just go get drunk. Fucking dude, like we are not surrounded by a lot of positive influences. And so I'm just like, I don't want to give them my stuffing. And I go, hey, man, I don't want to interrupt or like be present, but like, do you want this? I've never seen someone happier in his life, in his life. It was his fucking birthday on Thanksgiving and he had nothing. And he was just like, this is like a late birthday present. And I, again, I walked away and I was just like, no problem, man. Thank you. He was so sweet. And I walked away to go like wash my hands because we shook hands. And then again, I heard that fucking voice where it's like, hey, man, go have the fucking go have the meal with him. Like, go sit down. You don't want to like every time it's like you do the good thing. And then it's like it's more you're supposed to do more. And I sat down with this dude and he fucking ruled ruled he had me put my phone number in we'll like text occasionally um and by the way not text but he hasn't asked me for money once he just literally was like i just wanted to say thank you like i'll probably text him more than he texts me he was so humble and so just like i'm trying to figure it out man i learned like 
don't go under that bridge. Like he's like, I learned that the hard way. And it's just like, Jesus, like he's just a skinny little kid, man. Did he talk? Did he mention at all? Like what kind of happened to, um, to get him to that point? So this is what I actually want to talk to people. If any of you have experience, um, working with houseless communities, please write in because like I've had opportunities so his name also hilariously Cody. And that's what I'm like, is this all a fucking scam? Um, but uh, I got two Cody's and a Drew who I talk to the most. And, um, but there are some other dudes, like this one dude I took into P. Terry's to buy him a burger because he looked pretty depressed about my peanut butter thing, sandwich that I gave him. And he's like, man, I've wanted a burger for a while. And I was like, let's go, bud. And we went into the burger place. And... Um, he just, I didn't know how to start a conversation. And I feel like it's so shitty to be like, so like, I feel like homeless small talk is probably people trying to do good being like, so, uh, how'd all this shit happen? And like that to me, it's like every time I go on a podcast and I want to talk about bringing people together and they're like, well, we gotta, we gotta address all the bad, all the worst moments in your life first. Right, and you're right. like, right, I guess we got to go through that first. Okay. Um, but also I do want to know because I want to be helpful. So what I ended up saying to Cody is I didn't bring up how it happened. Mm -hmm. I'll ask how long they've been in Austin. Cause maybe that story kind of comes, but with Cody, I just kind of felt like he needed this. And this is when he teared up and then I teared up where I was like, I'll just kind of be like, Hey man, I know things really suck right now, but like, I'll give like a kind of keep going spiel. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if they want to open up more. But I do kind of want to know, like, are there ways to kind of ask? Because this dude seems he seems so young, man. And I mean, it just seems like certain questions, like uh, you hear someone that's military, you don't ask them if they've killed someone. Like right. you would, if someone's in, if you're in jail or someone's been to jail, like maybe don't ask them why. Let right. Them come to like, so I, I definitely get that. Yeah, well, I didn't even know uh, wheelchair Cody was a vet. Cause I didn't ask him. And then I made a stupid joke where the jacket I bought him was camo. And the joke I made is <laughs> again, here's another example of me being an asshole. I go, uh, Hey man, now you can get extra money and tell people you're a vet. And he goes, Oh man, I never showed you this. And he just starts showing me fucking like strapnel wounds and shit. And yeah, that's how I found out he was a vet is cause I was like, Hey, swindle some people by saying you're a combat veteran. So stupid. Um, but so I'll tell you, so, so the thing I was going to pat myself on the back about is the guy I brought into P. Terry's, um, Jerome, uh, I didn't know how to talk to him. He was just this like six foot three black dude who really wanted a number three of P. Terry's. And so we weren't talking a lot. I just kind of brought him in. I let him order for himself. Um, and as I was walking out, like I wanted to sit with him, but like. He might not want to sit with me. And so, but as I was going out, I turned around and was like, Hey man, what's your name? And he told me his name and I, I told him my name. And that's when this white dude sitting there, he just like shook my hand. And I thought he was like, maybe like a fan. And he just goes, you're a good man. And then I fucking got super awkward and looked away and muttered something and like ran away and almost started crying. The reason I say that, isn't because I'm a good man. Um, it's because he saw me ask for that guy's name and you cannot tell me, I can fucking guarantee 
that dude's buying a meal for a homeless person if he didn't that day, or he's going to ask for someone's name and it could be a retail employee. I don't know. But like, you don't shake a stranger's hand like that. It was the kind, maybe this is presumptuous and this is going to be the grossest thing I've ever said. Cause I don't like telling these stories. Um, but I also want to inspire you guys to do this because it's good for the community. It's good for the world and it's good for your own mental health. Um, but the tone of his voice, it was almost like he was shaking my hand because he was upset he didn't do it. And I've had moments like that where you go, I should help that person. And then you see someone else do it first. And then you kind of go to that person like, oh, man, that was awesome. And then they look at you the same way I looked at that guy where he's like, yeah, that's what, that's what you do. Um, that's what Dan talks about with the picking up the trash. You pick up trash in front of someone and they go, oh. Yeah, why the fuck don't I pick up, why don't I pick up trash, you know? Um, so, yeah, man, I really think it'll it'll help your guys' mental health. God, have we gone over an hour already? We have. You know, it's so funny. I feel like, so I wrote out an advice to celebrity section, and it's all political. It's about the political <laughs> stuff that's happening in the with the World Cup. It's about, um, it's a Fox News thing about crime stats. Yeah. I almost, and then these Things I don't plan on talking about, I end up talking about it. I think it's a sign. This is the second time in a row it's happened. I wrote down political shit to talk about last week. I think it's a sign, man. I think it's like you're forcing it. You you don't need, you have kind of got into a little bit of politics earlier, but it's it's not. But it's not uh, like today Fox News cut down the stats of you know like I had a spiel about it. But yeah, man, no, whatever. This show's about being a good person. I think we fucking. I think we touched on a little what I like that we touched on was that like this is a call to like all people that want to lead like you need to be the one that's doing the thing that makes you scared. You have to. You got to be the servant minded leader. And you have I'm telling you the amount of people that will follow your lead is shocking. Right. Shocking, dude. And I'm not talking me cuz I have a fucking blue check mark. Like I'm saying that like People are writing me about doing good things and their mom has jumped on or their friends or, or again, just talking to someone who disagrees with you like a human. That is an act of political defiance in 2022. That we need so much right now. So bad. There, there, there's so much combativeness and just being able to have a, a humane conversation with someone yeah. goes so far. Yeah, that is a political act of defiance. And by the way, you have it with them. They're going to have it with someone else. Exactly. It's exactly the same as like asking someone's name um, as being vulnerable. This goes back to even what you were talking about with mental health, about being vulnerable and showing grace. That is a political act at this point that is going to spread. You do that to yourself. You know, I mean, shit, dude, the advice that I gave to two homeless dudes, I gave to a kid uh, today. And I gave to us where it's like uh, about the talking to yourself. Like I use that line, the Brene, maybe Brene Brown line, uh, to six wildly different people, me and you white dudes in entertainment, yep. tiny child two houseless people. Um, the stuff you're going through, everyone is going through. And that shouldn't make you feel less like a little unique snowflake. It should actually make you feel oh, relieved. 
Because the times where I fucking spiral is when I go, I'm the only one, man. Yeah. I'm the only one that keeps getting beaten down every time I try to make a fucking step forward. And absolutely not. And why? Because there are starving people in Africa. So every time you get sad, what a callback. I got to end the show on that. <laughs> Guys, huge thank you to LogCast. If you haven't supported LogCast yet, you don't even have to leave a log for us. I know... 99% of our audience has crippling social anxiety. Um, just go sign up for the app and fucking don't use it. <laughs> like, just go sign up. Sign up is a dope app. There are other creators on the app that you can communicate with that are really great at sending um, audio messages back to you. You can just talk to them like you're talking to your fucking friends again i leave voice memos for all of my poor friends sarah did we talk about the meme you sent me which one did i send you the one about voice memos that is literally me to a yeah. t that i was like it hurt my soul so bad do you remember it it was a tweet from mark normand i think someone that yeah. was like we can fuck on the first date, but don't send me a voice memo until the 10th date. Yeah. And I have sent both you and Sarah like marriage proposal-esque voice memos. Yeah. It's it's adorable. I love it. Like Corey, the ones I send to you, it's like you see one and you're like, well, certainly this is it. And then two more two minute voice memos come up. Your boy's got a lot to say. Anyway, LogCast is designed for psychopaths like me. So if you want to be like me, uh, go join LogCast. All you have to do is go to uh, the Apple store. Uh, Apple has not taken it down because Elon Musk has nothing to do with LogCast. You download LogCast, L-O-G-C-A-S-T, and then join. Why not? Join my circle while you're there. Join the Jamie Kilstein circle, the Advice Not Taken circle. Um, support them because they support us. They support our show. You can also, while you're supporting people who support us, Big Laugh Comedy. They have a bunch of other podcasts on this network um, by really great local austin comedians you can follow them too they're always sharing my videos which i really appreciate um at big laugh comedy on instagram uh finally follow me on instagram i'm tired of just telling people uh to follow me on instagram uh i am very fucking shadow banned on there you know how many people saw my stories today no 10 oh wow I think a lot of it has to do with the porn stars that follow me too. Uh, Once like Violet Summers, is that her name? Started following me. She was like 13 million. I started getting a lot of like imposter her accounts. Okay. Uh, same, and then I tagged Nicole Aniston today because it had to do with the, because right. we talked about her last yeah. week. Um, I actually think that given your, like what you're going through with like trying to not watch porn, it'd be great to get a porn star on here. An adult oh yeah. But every time I do, they're just like, you're fine. Keep keep on keep it on. That's true. That's <laughs> uh, true. No, I mean, I, you can also like logcast social reach out. Let us know who you'd like us to talk to. Yes, about. please, because we do want to. Um, I do want to start having more people on. Um, and then uh, so oh so my Instagram it's at the Jamie Kilstein. All of you guys follow me, but so many people are like, why haven't you been posting? I am. I'm posting almost every day to undo this shadow ban to fight Mark Zuckerberg. What you guys have have to do go to my page like the shit comment um on it save it i don't even know what save does share it um the guys at big laugh are working so hard to cut clips of this podcast if you want more people to listen to this podcast share the clip the one about mutual combat got eighty thousand views and over two million on tiktok guys two million on tiktok i would like that the only clip of ours 
that gets millions of views isn't one where we're advocating street fighting. It would be really great if some of the positive ones, you know how many the one about not eating carbs got? Like 13,000. Um, I did a thing about feeding the homeless. That got 3,000. Uh, please send a, a good old fuck you to Instagram for shadow banning creators. Um, go share my shit, share the show stuff. Uh, you can follow advice, not taken. We have an Instagram as well. It's advice, not taken pod. Um, also every Friday there is video, uh, for this show. There's video that you can share and full episodes. Uh, so you can get the video at youtube.com slash Jamie Kilstein. Once again, smash the like button, leave a comment, share it. That's the only way it'll start popping up in other algorithms. And man, if you care about what we talk about on the show and it helps you again, let's be giving this holiday season. It'll probably help other people. It's not just for me. It's not just about money. It's about getting these messages out and all of us like healing together. Right? So youtube.com slash Jamie Hillstein for that. And, uh, yeah, if you want to support me, uh, and hear extra episodes, patreon.com slash Jamie Hillstein. Again, huge shout out to those patrons and, uh, to our question this week. Uh, that's it, right? That's it. Fuck yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Take care of yourself. Aloha, y'all.